Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. This week's episode is brought to you by Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Not only do you get access to every episode a week early and ad-free, but we have tons of extras, including our two newest interviews. We chat with Mike Scully about his time executive producing the show. I ran it through uh, seasons 9 through 12, which I always characterize as the four most consecutive seasons of the show. And we talk with writer Mimi Pond about what it was like to write the first episode of The Simpsons. You know, and I get to be the turd in the punch bowl every single time I tell this story because nobody wants to hear anything bad about The Simpsons. You can find all that and more exclusively on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons where we're losing our perspicacity I'm Bob Mackey, one podcast host you're not gonna screw with And this is the latest on <laughs> Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons Who else is here with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert, like it or lump it <laughs> Who else? Much needed roughage, Chris Antista And our very special guest The taxes, the thing a thing means the taxes Those yes, are like my favorite uh, lines Matt McMuscles Matt McMuscles, hey, uh, the tax man And Matt, uh, where do you hail from? Who are you exactly? I am I am uh, well known as uh, one of the founding fathers of uh, the Super Best Friends. Yes, excellent. Uh, and I also have my own uh, side channel, uh, Matt McMuscles, on YouTube. And I am a YouTube man. And I cut my teeth on, as uh, Chris just reminded me, making Street Fighter stupidity videos. Exactly. Uh-huh. The old 90s Street Fighter cartoon back mm-hmm. in the day. Matt is a, has his own gift to animation in the form of the stupidity video series, which I go to <laughs> at least twice a year and just laugh my ass off. Those things rule. And Matt, thank is you, is this episode a particular favorite of yours, the PTA Disbands? Um, for me, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those that like stick out in my head pretty well. I mean, there's uh, like, well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but there's a couple of watershed moments thrown in there. So yeah, it, it sticks out in my head an awful lot. And I, I quote it. That's that's it's what I didn't realize how many more. quotes in my favorite lines. I think I could put... F- 30 of them come from this episode. Yeah, it's just back-to-back gags about school. So we're slightly breaking format, but today's episode is the PTA disbands. Oh my god, the PTA has disbanded! (laughs) And today's episode aired on April 16th, 1995. As always, Chris will tell us what happened on this day in history. (gasps) 
Oh, let's try and stay happy, Bobby. The ladies can geek out over Sandra Bullock's while you were sleeping, while the boys can brood along with Mark Wahlberg and Leonardo DiCaprio and the Basketball Diaries. Oh, wow. We covered a lot of this on Talking Critic, actually, mm-hmm. in the same week. Talking Critic is coming... Well, hold on. Nope. Were you to watch this episode when it aired, you'd be treated to a bizarre night of Fox-branded comedy. The Simpsons, followed by House of Buggin', Married with Children, and the sanitized and boobless edition of HBO's Dream On. Oh, my God. I forgot they cut the boobs wow. out. Oh, and Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols kill 168 people in the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh. Good night. Uh, Good night, everybody. Uh, I think Brian Ben-Ben's in- impeccable timing <laughs> is more important than I th- Oklahoma City. I think he's a, he was a wasted comedic talent. That guy rules. Yeah. That he was showed- in everything for a while. I mean, Oklahoma City bombing pretty bad, but the Mortal Kombat movie came out that summer. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> One thing kind didn't of- bomb. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Balances out. Yeah. <laughs> now that while you were sleeping is not a bad romantic no, comedy. It's a, it's a it's- holiday staple for my girlfriend. Yeah. Though mm. it is about the weirdest scene in the movie to me, and I already talked about this on on uh, the critic. But I'll steal my story again. Is that in the film, an in, a important plot scene involves the mother touching her son's balls while he's in a coma <laughs> to confirm that he has one testicle instead of two, thus confirming Sandra Bullock's story, hmm. which uh, happened because like his friend had a pen, a pencil in his pocket at, while they were playing a basketball game and accidentally stabbed him. And it's like, damn. Real, so that's what they did while he was sleeping? <laughs> yes, his mom, well, no, his mom just confirmed he didn't have one. But yes. uh, Oh, man, duh, that Oklahoma City plumbing thing. What a bummer. But we had the PTA disbands to help us be happier. Yes, and, uh, uh, I love this episode. As, it's a, so good. as a kid who hated school, this is just nothing but jokes about school, and I appreciated this so much when I was 12 when this aired. And everybody, every member of the Simpsons family is funny, and I was a little distracted, but I kept like, what is the A-plot here? Who, yeah. who gets the A-plot? Is this a Skinner episode, or is this a Bart episode, the Lisa episode? Mm-hmm. It's because everybody has so many standout moments. And so many side characters, too. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel that Homer actually, I mean, he has a few things in there, but he actually really doesn't do anything, because he's the only one that's not active at the yeah. school, but... Other than that, you're right that like every member we obey the laws I, of throwing an egg. Even makes a face that is funny once. <laughs> <laughs> I think she even gets it on it for yeah, a second. Yeah, it's it's more just about the bigger Springfield, and this almost feels like a prequel episode to Edna dating Skinner too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sparks are starting to fly. I think in this their episode. tension here is yeah. really their unspoken sexual attraction to each other. I would say so. Yeah, but I I also like this episode. It's all about like union unionized labor and the problem it has too with people like everyone agrees schools should have more money, but then like but the taxes, the oh the tax- taxes. Yeah, yeah. That, those uh, are like my favorite thing Dan has ever done. Dan Castellano playing my secret favorite Springfield. Taxes are bad, <laughs> and you don't even see him. Which one is he? Yeah, man, he he's really uh, pinch hitting through that scene. And I don't, I don't, and I don't know why, but jokes about underfunded education have never been so funny. It still points, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Wait, hey, Matt, actually, I was curious too. What's your history as a Simpsons fan? Yeah. Like, let's hear when? It. How long have you been a viewer? I, I remember just. I, I think I remember hearing like there's this brand new animation show coming out and it was like season one and uh, my memory's a little foggy, but like when it when it first came out, I, I think I wanna say the first episode I, I saw it's 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 again it's season one, but it now it totally escapes me. But you know, a long time viewer up until like when does everyone drop off? Like ten mm-hmm. 
10, 11 at the most, 10, you know, usually. 13, yeah. Uh, people and younger than us really never dropped off. I find that yeah, a weird, weird. they have a weird, different relationship with the show than us old-timers do. Okay, okay. That's, like, like totally fair. Because I know, like, sometimes you go so long that people just need to, like, you know, and, like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it all the way through and, 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 and not mind it. But, yeah, like, you know, season 10, season 11, but still, like love the simpsons like went to go see the movie opening day buy all the games if ever they come out i laughed pretty hard at the games too like there, there's two or three things in one of the games like i think it's simpsons hit and run where you're mm-hmm. tasked with getting uh boards to uh nail up your windows because they're zombies and homer just says i need something to board up these windows <laughs> i know boards <laughs> <laughs> and it is a funny game i love hit and run have, yeah. have Super Best Friends um, done any so, Simpsons yeah. games? We we've done a hit and run a bit, but that we paid too much attention, unfortunately, to that <laughs> game. What we didn't pay attention to is Simpsons Wrestling because the game is so bad and mm-hmm. there's just not a lot to say about it. But it was tears where all <laughs> we're doing is reciting like just every bit we've ever memorized. <laughs> and we see like the game glitch out and we said, like, boy, man, I sure hope someone got fired for that, you know? <laughs> like so it, it it that one resulted in like one of the funniest things where we talk zero about the game because there wasn't there wasn't a lot to <laughs> There's say. There's nothing like, to say about that game. Um that, that's, screaming. That's basically it for video games and stuff mm-hmm. in, in terms of me. But uh yeah, you know, I a lot of the ninety like ninety five, this is my wheelhouse. So yeah. PTA disbands is like totally in there. I was also curious, you're Canadian, so what like what uh what channel did you watch it on in Canada? No, us Canadians all tucked away down there. Yeah, yeah all um, tucked away down there. <laughs> actually, this, this will be a, a point I'll bring up is that um, a lot of Simpsons, especially of of the mid nineties, are replayed on our channel uh, CBC, which is as Canadian as it gets. It's a Canadian oh, yeah. broadcasting yeah. company. They, they, they and pay for the every kids in the day hall. after school, it would replay at around five p.m. And sometimes they'll play two back to back episodes, and I'd see them so often that that's where they really got you know pounded into my consciousness. So mm-hmm. that's where I like literally saw it the most i would it would come on usually sundays though on like uh, you know fox or whatever I, so that's i'd see the initial episode there if i missed it i'd always see the reruns on cbc i think that's what makes people of our generation so attached to the show in that way that we predate syndication mm-hmm. we yeah. couldn't we mm-hmm. couldn't feasibly watch exactly. the simpsons every day and when we could we did for years and taped it mm-hmm. we watched much it. more special when it was every day mm-hmm. yeah Ah, All right, well, so this episode, though, starts with a reference to another classic TV show, F-True. Classic. What? Total classic. This Civil War cannon has been fully restored and is in ready-to-fire condition. But it's a good thing we're not firing it, because it happens to be aimed at the main support leg of that lookout tower. People don't realize that these cannons are very sensitive, and the slightest jolt could set them off. Of course, for safety reasons, we don't keep the cannon loaded. It's just common sense. Yes. So uh, that scene of a cannon firing at a guard tower and the tower collapsing uh, is from the show F Troop, the '60s show I about did. the uh, oh my god the Civil War. Yeah, it's uh, the show where Redskin and Paleface both turn chicken, as well, the theme like, song says. <laughs> it's like pre-Civil War. It's when they're oh yeah. It's during the the Way much the more uh, fun killing of all. Near. Yeah. yeah. It's it's when we were killing off all the natives. That's that's what it's. I, I should not know the F Troop theme song. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> it was on Nick and I. But yeah, I just love that subversion of such a lengthy. They spend a, almost a minute on setup of like, boy, it'd be really bad if this cannon shot, huh? 
But obviously we yeah, don't load it. It's I, an I excellent like, non-joke. The yes. lack of payoff is a payoff, and I love the state of the bus. Exactly. The children are playing in the hole again. They have yes. to like jump to a new seat because the hole is getting bigger. Yes. I love it. I Begin like Seymour, the children are playing in the hole again. <laughs> but the kids are all like laughing and having fun with it. I also like the the shot of the kids covered in toxic smoke and that yeah. Ralph doesn't even yeah. cough anymore. He's just so used to it. <laughs> but from the very beginning, they're setting up the, the plot line that the school has no money mm-hmm. and there are, there's a real budget crunch going on. Yeah, the, when Skinner says they've cut the budget again, that explains why the school looks even worse. In, the school, I don't think, has ever looked worse than this. And how uh, Otto has to steal gasoline. Here's the credit card. <laughs> I never knew what siphoning gasoline was until that's uh, taught me. Not. Like, yeah, so I've never done that. But uh, so I've, I've done it with while transferring a fish tank. Mm. It totally works. Yeah, I think <laughs> like when you empty a pool, you can do the, a similar thing with a giant hose. But uh, I do want to bring up the whole. Um, so they're going to Fort Springfield, and now there's an admission cost because Disney owns it. D i z n e e. We previously saw the Disney brand in the episode old money where abe goes to disneyland not affiliated with walt disney or the parks in any way the reason this joke is in the show it is lost to time but in november of 1993 disney announced disney's america a michael eisner idea to build a historically themed uh, theme park in virginia colonial williamsburg so like just to beat the shit out of bush gardens colonial williamsburg thing yeah (laughs) they have sort of a a a kind of a midwest destination not like florida or california something and it sounded so boring it is yeah. so boring like does, everyone with triangle hats like yeah. why would you put your disney money behind this they had some weird ideas about this like as you walked through the park you'd be like uh, progressing through history um wow. above the shops would be hotel rooms where you could stay in the park which was a new thing for disney parks mm. like you'd literally stay, stay within the, in park. the park wow. yeah but uh on <laughs> september 28th 1994 probably after this episode was written Disney announced the the cancellation of Disney's America. Basically, Virginia hated it. Uh, people hated it. Because, Historians hated yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, you can't corporatize history. So <laughs> Disney's America never happened. When this episode was written, it probably was on the brink of happening. I remember uh, I read on the page, too, some people said, what, are they going to sell, like, slave ships to kids? Because that's part of history. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that would be screwy if they did that. And we also meet uh, Principal Valiant. I think for the first I time... I Principal Valiant. <laughs> he's love- great. He's yeah. great. And for the first time I noticed it says Shelbyville on the bus. Yeah. I never saw that before. Well, it's weird because in a few episodes we'll be in deep in Shelbyville at Lemon of Troy, and mm. its school seems the exact same. Yes. So I don't know why they're so rich in this episode. Yeah, it's weird. But that, but that character, Principal Valiant, I just love. I just the way the the the, the, the operator of it knew who he was. Like, yeah. yes, sir, Principal Valiant. <laughs> he swept the Princey Awards, but they're rigged. <laughs> I tell you, they're rigged. Yes. Here's the admission plus uh, some for you. See that they get a little extra education, would you? Yes, sir, Principal Valiant. He thinks he's so hot ever since he swept the Princey Awards. Those things are rigged. Here's here's a little extra for you. Make sure they get a, a little special education. <laughs> a little more learning. <laughs> they, learn, they learn extra on top of it. Then we get to see what they're learning, which we get to see that, like, on the plus side... Wherever Springfield was, was they participated in the Civil War, but they were Union, and this is the story of the of the brave Springfield Brigade. Yes. They're too brave. May 21, 1864, the men of the 9th Bearded Infantry were sunning and fluffing their beards in the sun. <laughs> Suddenly, enemy troops crested that hill over there. Fort Springfield, we surrender unconditionally! We're sick! 
We need leeches and hacksaws to saw off our gangrenous limbs. But the Springfield Brigade was too brave to accept the surrender. Come on, boys. Those white flags are no match for our muskets. And the Springfielders heroically slaughtered their enemies as they prayed for mercy. to see what's going on. I can only make out the fat soldiers. All right, children, switch. Hey, they're trying to learn for free! <laughs> Get them! Use your phony guns as clubs! Run, children! <laughs> Such chaos. I like that a Disney Park would try to cover up that event in history, but here they're glamorizing the brutality. I love it. It's so great. At Springfield... Uh, speaking of brutality, I don't... Uh, there's no darker joke, I think, in this era of The Simpsons other than Gner being beaten to death by a bunch of adults. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we see them like, raise their guns. The camera pulls away... But he's he died in that shot. Like that that's that's all that could have happened. Uh, yeah, I forget it's what crazy. season it is, but we later see his parents and his mom says, We just want answers. Yeah, that's right. They cut that, uh, yeah. That that he is just beaten to death and that all By those, grown men. Yeah, that all those men were just like, We are going to chase children and beat them for trying to learn. And it's also a pretty <laughs> grisly shot on the show of like that guy stabbing the other guy with a musket, yeah. which I, I mm. wondered if the animators forgot like like, no, no, these are reenactors. This is not actual stepping. And as we learned from Lisa on Ice, you shouldn't make Uter run when he's full of chocolate. That's true. Yeah, his <laughs> stomach. Just the way he grabs his side. I, I actually, the amount of research I did for this episode, I watched some of Von Ryan's Express, uh. which is what that scene references. Uh, Von Ryan's Express is one of... It's where the Darkstalkers cartoon aired. <laughs> it's, well, that's, a, that's a switcher <laughs> shout out. Uh, but it's, it was one of a many great escape type films of like, World War II, prisoners of war trying to escape. This was Frank Sinatra leading a, a ragtag group trying to escape from Italian prison. And they do, and spoilers for the end of the movie, almost everybody gets away except for Frank Sinatra. And as Blue Eyes is dead? As he's running after the train, he's shot in the back by the Italians. And mm. it looks exactly the same as Uder falling over wow. and being beaten. That's and great. It's just, God, just that cut. They had to cut like real fast. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, like the gun is right about to come down on him and apparently they get away with it thanks to permission slips (laughs) well Seymour because of your penny pinching we're coming back from a field trip with the fewest children yet God bless the man who invented permission slips As a kid, this made me realize the purpose of permission slips. Yeah. Like, this is the cover of the school's ass yeah. in case any of us get hurt it's or a, die. It's, <laughs> the sh- it's a shitty waiver that you put an eight-year-old in charge of. Yeah. So that children, but children consistently die on Springfield field trips, too. <laughs> it's just kind of... We're bringing back fewer children than ever? Is that what Edna said? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what they said. They have to learn about tech war sooner or later. It's true. Yeah, they, they have to... It's, it's harsh lessons you got to learn at Springfield Elementary. <laughs> The Simpsons will be right back. The Patreon. The finger thing means the Patreon. That's right. It's time to talk about the Patreon, but I have so much more to tell you than just that you should subscribe to it so you can get every episode a week early and ad-free. 
I won't even just mention that you can get the first season of Talking Simpsons exclusively there, as well as our Talking Critic show, where we go through every episode of The Critic. That's exclusively there, too. What I really want to tell you about is that we just have a brand new interview there with Mike Scully. If you don't know, Mike Scully is one of the legends of The Simpsons, I would dare say. He works on the show from season 5 pretty much onward. Show ran the show from seasons 9, 10, 11, and 12, and Bob and I chatted with him a ton about both his long tenure on the show, being highly criticized on the internet, and so much more in an awesome hour-long interview. And it is exclusively on the Patreon right now. Just $5 a month will get you access to it. And again, it supports Bob and me doing this full-time. So we appreciate all the support on there. It is our main source of income. So any help you can give is totally awesome. And I think we make it worth your while. So check it out at patreon.com slash talking simpsons. Once you're done learning about Tech War, there's something else you should learn about. The Talking Simpsons t-shirt! We have our own t-shirt that's available at Shirtsickle. That's like Popsicle, but with shirts. Shirtsickle.com. It's on sale there, or you can find it at tiny.cc slash talking shirt. If you head there, you can find our beautiful sky blue t-shirt, patterned after the Ion Springfield logo, a song that's very important to us, with art done by the wonderful Nina Matsumoto, who's a friend of the show. For just $19.99, you can get your hands on the wonderful t-shirt. It comes in multiple sizes and shapes. Also, ships relatively internationally, so check the international shipping on that. It's all really cool. Tiny.cc slash talking shirt or at shirtsickle.com. Popsicle, but with a shirt. Hey, this is Jerry Cooney, professional boxer and official greeter of Mr. Burns Casino. Welcome to Mr. Burns Casino. If there's anything I can do to make your visit more enjoyable, please, just let me know. Yeah, great. See you. You're listening to the guys on Talking Simpsons. Hey, is that bug off? <laughs> this week on Laser Time, the Internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. So I tried to find a negative review of Citizen Kane. One star, it had no color. <laughs> it was utterly depressing. The camera angles were okay, but the acting really wasn't too good. All the actors were always interrupting themselves or each other, and it just didn't flow well in my mind. And this is my favorite line of all time. It's just like the Blair Witch Project. I mean, he's right. It's just like the Blair Witch Project. A lot of people watch Citizen Kane because of the hype and find themselves disappointed. It's sad but true. Citizen Kane was a real disappointment. Totally unoriginal plot. Bad lighting. Cheesy sets. Boring too, and gosh, what is this rosebud thing? That was freaky. Whoa, dude. Anyway, this movie was that whack was and weird. mad boring. <laughs> it no, was a bummer too that, that it was that. all black and white and all the guys looked the same because they all wore suits. <laughs> That's Laser Time. New every Monday on lasertimepodcast.com, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I think it was a real like this episode is written by Jennifer Crinton. This is their second episode on the show, and I think I really like the little family bits in here of them getting the wrong lunch. Like that's that's a very domestic thing of yeah. Marge handing yeah. them the wrong lunch. And it should be noted that David Merkin named this episode the PTA disbands because in her original script that was going to be a big event in the episode, and she was looking at it like it was a traumatic experience. Yeah, but like, David Merkin's like nobody cares if a PTA disbands, <laughs> yes. and the PTA never disbands in this episode. And I think that joke was added to make fun of her even more yeah it so feels like a mocking of jennifer merkin was uh trolling his writers yeah he, he did that with everybody <laughs> but uh then this is a ah oh god this is so one of many, my favorite lines yeah. i say this one all the time seymour the teachers are fed up you have to start putting money back into the school you cut back on everything salaries supplies the food I don't care what you say, I can taste the newspaper. Posh. Shredded newspapers add much-needed roughage and essential inks. Besides, you didn't notice the old gym mats. There's very little meat in these gym mats. Our demands are very reasonable. By ignoring them, you're selling out these children's futures. Oh, come on, Edna. We both know these children have no future. (laughs) Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. I've never seen them fight like that, Bart. I'm worried that all this posturing and saber-rattling could lead to a teacher's strike. Strike, eh? Ow! (laughs) My bones are so brittle. But I always drink plenty of... Malk? So, that clip is less than a minute long, and there are like 14 jokes in it. Uh, You want to call that best line? Kinda. But I have a thousand That's best lines. The joke. I, all... I think of so many of those readings. There's very little meat in these gym mats. <laughs> well, do you remember? Doris it's... is so disappointed. Like yeah. he had another instance of Simpsons predicting the future <laughs> when it was revealed that Subway was using a chemical in its bread that's also used in gym mats. This thing Whoa. that makes it fluffy. Wow. Oh so my god! It's not as big a deal as it sounds. You just don't want to eat a gym mat that much. That's... Yes. And in recent years, malk has become real. <laughs> it is a There's milk a substitute made out of nuts, and I want to try it so I get my vitamin R uh, supplements. I I'd seen it going. <laughs> viral pictures of malk at organic food stores but i just love the prove me wrong Pro- that is so prove me wrong <laughs> me. what an excellent well, recovery yeah skitter was right no millennial had a future after that so uh, he accurately <laughs> predicted it he was right those but kids I, did have no future i like how the teachers are just eating this recycled garbage not even bringing a lunch from home like just eat the newspapers and gym mats yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cover of like essential inks like no one should eat ink that is not what you should be doing <laughs> Uh, and by the way, vitamin R, according to Wikipedia, is Ritalin. Oh, so, interesting. Yes. Ritalin. Uh, that's, that's according to, well, it's Wikipedia, so it must be true. I mean, mm. uh, but yes, then we get to see a little bit more about what's wrong with the, uh, the school. How do you expect us to teach with these supplies? Well, this pointer's so old it's worn down to a nub. It still points, doesn't it? Stop that. <laughs> and look at this. The only books we have are ones that were banned by other schools. Well, the kids have to learn about tech war sooner or later. Uh, oh, another great line. And I love just the idea that a pointer could be worn down from the act down of pointing. Of, yeah. Just from pointing. <laughs> yes. Like, so some of the books on that shelf, we've got Sexus, oh. which that's an autobiographical book by Henry Miller about his second marriage. and yeah. was scandalous at the time for explicit descriptions it's, of sex. It's the first of a three-part trilogy wow. along with Plexus and Nexus. Mm. So he was going for a theme there. Sexus sounds the most exciting. It's got sex in it. Yes. Uh, 
Tech War, of course, is the first in a series of books, quote unquote, written I, by William Shatner. I made sure to give you folks context for that earlier in the season. Oh, yeah. Because when Tech War premiered. Big Tech War fan, Matt? Um, and all I know about Tech War is quoting this line. <laughs> that's, it's, that's it. I mean, Tech War's up there with Andromeda and Lex for me. You know, oh, Kevin Sorbo's sci-fi. Andromeda. Yeah. All the Lex, like, two Lex. season ones. Yeah, well, Tech War was just like... It was Shatner trying to cash in on something like, what if I take out one letter from Trek and then put it with <laughs> with Star Wars in the war? It'll be it'll be its own thing. I'll fool a lot of people. It got one season of a TV show. Yeah, and a, and a bad CD-ROM game. But the other books on the shelf are, so we have 40 Years of Playboy. The actual book it's from 1994 kind of a new book. is called Playboy, colon, 40 Years. Uh, Steal This Book is the 1971 book by Abby Hoffman. It's mm-hmm. basically an anarchist guide. Like, all of these ripoffs and scams you can't do anymore, like how to uh, cheat a payphone, how to steal from a grocery store, things like this before the surveillance age, like how to kind of live for free as a yeah, A little punk. bastard guide. Yes, yes, exactly, the traveling bastard. Uh, Hop on Pop, <laughs> that is the classic Dr. Seuss book, of course. I yeah, think they're implying so there's some kind of homosexual incest yeah. happening in that book. <laughs> and uh, the, the Satanic Verses is a Salman Rushdie novel that got him his fatwa issued mm-hmm. on him by a, I believe, a Muslim cleric or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's fine now, uh-huh. but some of his translators were murdered. Jeez. Like, people wow. were murdered because of that. So, those are all the books. Bart, I, I love that Edna knows she's being played by Bart, but her pride is is getting one over on her. But meanwhile, Skinner mm-hmm. just falls straight for it. There's <laughs> yeah. not going to be a strike, Bart. Or... Skinner said you wouldn't have the wontons to go through with it. <gasps> Skinner said that? Well, I had to clean it up a little. <laughs> but basically, Krabappa said you'd give the teachers everything they want. She did? Yeah. She said you'd fold faster than Superman on laundry day. We'll see about that, Simpson. I always thought you were sneaky and manipulative. But now I see you're really a very sensitive little boy. Thank you, sir. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I forgot he actually says aww. It's, he, he just totally <laughs> fell for it. It's, there's yeah. too many great things happening in the episode, but this is still a great Skinner episode, even though uh, it's not truly his. There are so many great lines, including one coming up. I don't know if you have the line he says on the PA. Yes, yeah, but why? Well, I, I I love that the turn of phrase of fold faster than Superman Man. on Laundry Day. Like, that's that Superman... You're not mad it's not The Flash? I mean, <laughs> Superman <laughs> isn't as fast as The Flash, is yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, take it up with Jace Richdale, who wrote that line. Yeah, stay tuned for the credits of Justice League, people. Uh, it, well, it's taking all my energy to not just talk about comic books with Matt this entire time. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you're doing you're doing excellently, yeah. don't worry. But man, isn't the jury cool? I wish, uh, they. I want them to be in the next Spider-Man movie. Oh, maybe. they're the best. Yeah. They're the best. Are they like the uh, runaway jury I've heard so much about? No, they're a bunch of guys who hunt. They're a bunch of guys in like wannabe Iron Man who hunt down Venom because Venom <laughs> oh. killed uh, killed this guy's son, this rich guy's son. So well, he... and Venom is still Flash. Uh, no, this is back when Eddie Brock. <laughs> ah, was nothing is more terrifying than a juror, so I'm yes. on board. <laughs> but no, if, I, I, I. If you want to, if you want to have a slight correction, he gives up on trying to have the jury kill Venom because Venom's too strong and overpowered. So he's like, you know what's the next best thing? Killing Spider-Man because <laughs> it's his fault that Venom was even created. Yeah, get yeah. that guy. <laughs> That's the uh, best. Good times. All right, but yes, Bob, I think you're referring to this line here. Yes. Attention, this is an emergency broadcast. All is well in the school. My authority as principal is total. Give me that. Attention, teachers, we're on strike. No, strike, Miss Over. Are you on? Go home, children. 
That is a great Skinner joke. To have an emergency broadcast to say everything is fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> I have not been removed from power yet. Uh, Marsha Wallace and Harry Shearer, I, I don't know if they were acting, recording together, but they are so good in this they're, episode. They're so but, great together. Yeah. I want to think that they were in the same booth. That they could even be great. Like The animation is backing them up very well, but even on just a static shot of the intercom, they're so funny together, just hearing them fight over it. Great sound effects, too. Yeah. And then we also get to hear from Mrs. Pommelhorse, which, well, we get to know her name, and I yeah. honestly, that name kind of sucks. <laughs> Previously, she swallowed a whistle in Lisa on Ice, <laughs> and that's basically all we know about her. It's actually surprising they didn't do more jokes about gym teachers. Like, True. out of all the teachers yeah. they make fun of, they never make fun of gym Not teachers. Not a single lesbian joke. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I think they were leaning that way with Pommel Horse, but they never quite got and this there. This is not interesting, but I just know from syndication there is a hard cut right. I'd like to get down you, and it yeah. fades out they get real rid of fast. The pop goes the weasel joke. Yeah, and, that's and, right. In syndication, they add a new commercial in there. Yeah, data leads them in the forbidden yeah, yeah. music. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so then they get home and Lisa and Bart have very different reactions to the strike. Great news, Mom! Horrible news, Mom! <laughs> the school's on strike! Maybe forever. Oh, overload. Pleasure overload. <laughs> Luckily, I've prepared for this, so I'm not too worried. <laughs> Sit up straight. Eyes forward. No talking. Is that gum? Is that gum? Is that gum? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bart, leave that crowbar here. You know I don't like you prying and jimmying. Mom! Dad! Great news! The teachers are... We heard. And we already hired a tutor. <laughs> well, looks like we'll be staying late today to make up for all this dilly-dallying. Oh. God, okay, so I love the observational quality of Lisa's reaction to this because it's clear that she gets no validation at home. So the validation <laughs> she gets at school is almost like a drug that she needs. Yes, uh, that I she goes through withdrawal. Like yeah. And then she even has class fish sticks. She has school fish sticks yes. in there. Fish sticks. These have to have gone pretty bad. You need to refrigerate fish sticks. They I, have, I have some faith in our country still. I hope fish sticks aren't still a thing in schools. Mm. I don't know. I, I hate think, them. They're so I think gross. It's just French bread pizza now. Okay. That's all they get. That I love. With pepperoni, pepperoni squares. Yeah, but the Bart, meanwhile, his pleasure overload, I think of that too. Like play, he, he has to kiss the dog. Yeah. He's too excited. He can't. I felt the same way whenever school was canceled. Unfortunately, my yeah. parents, my teachers could never go on strike because I went to a private school, a Catholic Aww. school. But uh, whenever school was canceled for snow, just like, what do I do with myself now? I have an entire day. Freedom. Man, see, that's the difference between all of us, Matt. Uh, you, you guys, you and Bob probably had snow days. Henry and I had maybe had hurricane days hurricane if days. we're lucky. Yeah. Yeah, snow snow days were a thing, but they would not happen often. Like, oh, f- schools that would like mine would like that other like that other joke from a previous episode where it's like in Springfield Elementary is open. Like that would be my school. <laughs> uh, they always had. They always were able to get it back open. That's too bad. Uh, but I also I love the little Marge line of, uh, I don't like you prying and jimmying. Uh-huh. Instead of just saying, like, don't have a crowbar. That's bad. She has to be very specific about it. But uh, I, I feel so bad for Milhouse that he thought he'd be free, too. And instead, he already has to make up for lost time with... Uh, basically, Tony Randall. Yeah, there's a kind of a, a subtle sea uh, story going through this, in which Milhouse becomes smart temporarily. Like he helps them yeah. with the plan at the end. Like it's it only lasted this episode, but uh, he He's, is smarter than Bart. He stopped being a uh, just a useless dork and became a nerd. He finally became the nerd. That's the problem <laughs> when you're a dork. 
uh, if you look like a nerd, you have glasses, people are like, okay, you're really smart. And you're like, um, no, I just like, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. You ran for a terrible surprise. <laughs> I am not as smart as you think. Uh, I I like the bouncer at the arcade. There's a couple good arcade jokes in here, which in 95, arcades were still going, but... Yeah, not, they were still living off yeah. of the Street Fighter 2 No, bump. see, all right, you're going to love this, uh, Matt, as well. I went and got the, game, the arcade games of 95, like the okay. big ones in 95. And right. maybe... Let's say Japan didn't get the message about mm-hmm. the arcade scene dying because this year saw Mortal Kombat 3, mm-hmm. Tekken 2, King of Fighters 95, Virtua Cop, and Fighter 2, and Area 51. Those are all like major, major wow. arcade games all yeah. that year. Those are the big ones. Yeah. I think all of my local arcades dried up by 97 or 98, so they yeah. didn't have much longer to live after this. Right was... about the time the Saturn stopped uh, being a thing. Oh, <laughs> man. That's what I loved about the Saturn. I could, I was playing Virtua Fighter in Virtual Cop at Aladdin's Castle. And I was like, well, but as, I can now play this at home all the time. As the news, Poobah, you might want to wait until the next episode. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> and, Talk uh, about Saturn. How do we feel about the, the foreman with the voice of Bart? At the construction That's site? great. Yeah. I love that. It's the only way that joke works. It's them pointing out that... <laughs> Why would they listen to some random person telling them to do stuff on on a megaphone only if they sound like Bart? And I'm pretty sure Bart kills the man so in the porta potty, like just suffocates him <laughs> under a mountain dead. of sand. Yeah, yeah. Personally, though, I think the standout on the construction scene is just when Bart's like, "Hey, he with the crane, swinging around real fast," <laughs> and he just gives the most slightest shrug and just does it anyway. Is is amazing? Yeah, when that girder flies off, people die. Like, yeah. people die from that as well. I also love the the little searching. For Bobby Fisher joke of Bart playing three chess games at once. And which... the really quick dang. I do. <laughs> love it. Dang. dang. Yeah, if you haven't seen Searching for Bobby Fisher, it turns chess into a sports movie. And basically, where he gets child chess prodigy and he's being trained by the streetwise Lawrence Fishburne, but also the prim and proper Ben Kingsley. And he has to learn both sides of the chess game. To, it's, it's I've never been so confident never having watched that movie. I prefer it's the good. UCB parody, <laughs> The Master Dialectician. Yes, I know. That, oh, God, that the master a gay tank commander. Yeah. <laughs> it's operation is foobar <laughs> wow you know i remember the God. scene yes it's true so this description from homer has followed me to every job <laughs> oh I, yeah uh, lousy teachers trying to palm off our kids on us but dad by striking they're trying to affect a change in management so that they can be happier and more productive lisa if you don't <laughs> like your job you don't strike you just go in every day and do it really half-assed that's the American way. Excellent, yes. Having just come from a company that was failing and everyone was resentful and not doing anything, uh, mm. I was on board with Homer's idea. That was very, yeah, that is certainly the American way. I, I have been at at multiple jobs of like, well, but we didn't have the union option of striking anyway, yeah, so yeah. it really just was, all right, then I will do this half-ass. Like, and I wish I had learned that sooner because I, I felt like everyone, especially at the job Bob and I just worked at, I felt like the smart people there just said, Oh yeah, I'm gonna just work half ass. Like, why are you, why do you care? Yeah, Your I'm mistake gonna, is caring. I'm gonna hide all day. There's yeah. no money in passion. Exactly. <laughs> Only if you monetize uh, your own passion. Yeah. Well, Matt, have you had an office job, or you just been? Uh... Uh, yeah, I did. I did Q and A Q&A game testing oh. for like seven years. Wow. Damn. Like most people go, oh, you game tested. Well, that must have been like you must have been like ass deep and like babes and money. I'm like, no, actually, Blood. it's it's one of the most boring jobs you could actually have. Yeah, I used to work at a game publisher, and thank you for your service. That's like mm-hmm. one yeah. of the hardest jobs ever is game testing. Mm-hmm. One of the most grueling jobs ever. Unfortunately, I got too good at the job, and they. 
promoted me to be I couldn't even play games anymore. No. I had to be the one you man- were- <laughs> I had to be the one managing people to play the game. So I couldn't at least have QA that. Lead? So I just uh, looked at spreadsheets all day. Cracker. So. God can, damn. can you say any of the games you worked on just so we can nerd out? Oh yeah, No More Heroes. Oh uh, shit. the original one. Oh, I played it, yeah. Um I did a Tenchu game, did Deus Ex Human Revolution, uh the recent not the last Tomb Raider game, but the one before it and uh, Kane and Lynch. Uh, the second Kane and Lynch game. Mm, wow. Yeah. Dog days? There, I got it. <laughs> dog, dog days, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Though, a uh, continuity blunder here, Homer is gone on strike. He is he is a union yeah. member who's gone on strike, so he's... And he got the dental plan he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> he he did affect change in management for a happier job. Then we get another, another line I say all the time, which I just fucking love. Good news, people! Yeah! yeah. I'm happy to announce that another union has joined us in a sympathy strike. The Piano Tuners Local 412! (laughs) Now for Operation Strike Make Go Longer. You know, I heard Skinner say the teachers will crack any minute. Skinner said the teachers will crack any minute. Purple monkey dishwasher. We'll show him, especially for that purple monkey dishwasher remark. That was my favorite joke, as because that's a perfect joke for a kid to get. If you went to an underfunded yeah. public school, you played a lot of telephone. Yeah, and yeah. that's and it. it that's a way to pass time. Where you whisper a phrase in a stu- another student's ear, it goes around the room. By the time you get back, it's totally warped. Mm. But it's the joke like my dad didn't get it, but I did, and it, it was very rarely that moment. Like, yeah, I got yeah. the telephone joke. I guess I, you can keep your Dukakis reference, Father. <laughs> I think Purple Monkey Dishwasher is now synonymous with uh, miscommunication. Yes. Or something is lost in communication. Yeah. I, I use that all the time. I use it to end ramblings yeah. of my, by myself. <laughs> but it's impressive that in the telephone game, they only messed up the end of it. It was all the same <laughs> correct words, except somebody added Purple Monkey Dishwasher in that. And then Edna just bought it. Like, Edna is all in on it. I am shocked there. There's not a popular band called Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Oh, it, there has to. I'm be. sure there's several unpopular be. bands with that name, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of wish Chalmers was in more of this episode. He's really just in the one yeah. scene yelling at, at Skinner. It's yeah. not even a particularly funny one. The just the honk if you like cookies, which like yeah. eh, I feel like it could be a funnier. Uh, thing on I, I think board. more Chalmers in this episode would upset the Skinner and Edna fight yeah, going that's on true. here. Yeah, that's... as much as I love Charmel- Chalmers, Chalmers, uh, then... Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, Super Nintendo Chalmers, the greatest. I I have had that. I have had like seventeen different people on Twitter say like, "Hey, look at this Super Nintendo painted like Chalmers," and it's always fun to see it. But yeah. it's, it, it's been shared me so many times. Yeah, but, uh, that's not as exciting as the Teapot Dome scandal. Ooh. 15-minute recess, Millhouse. The recess assignment is chapters 3 through 7. Yay! Recess! <laughs> Millhouse, I found a hive of killer bees. You want to go throw rocks at it? Sorry, Bart. I'm deeply immersed in the teapot dome scandal. Huh? However, it might be feasible in a fortnight. Why? I can play in two weeks. Juh? <laughs> so we get, we get huh, wah, juh, and zuh in this episode. Bart forgets words. I just love that juh. Yeah, like Bart is getting stupider for being out of school, and Millis is getting much smarter by having a tutor. Yes. 
So if you don't know what the Teapot Dome scandal was, nope. uh, it was Watergate yeah. before Watergate. Oh, it was the before there deal. before, you know, people said, oh, this political scandal is the next Watergate. They would say it was the next Teapot huh. Dome scandal, which was basically President Harding in 1922. His his cabinet was faced with scandal because of this military outpost at Teapot Dome. And it involved a bunch of like bribery and payoffs to members of the cabinet. And one member of the cabinet for the first time ever went to jail Whoa. as part of this it but didn't the president take down does it, harding. it's not illegal yeah, that's what harding should have said that, but yeah so that that uh, in a light version is what now, the teapot do you know why i'm reading on the wiki that the teacher's supposed to be tony randall i mean he's tony randall-esque he's he's, he's like dressed, a dry fey man yeah with dressed in the way he would dress on uh, the odd couple yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it's supposed to be sort of. I, Tony I don't know Randall a reference. lot about Tony Randall. I just I <laughs> thought it was a reference to something I didn't understand. Hmm. I just, it, it is an impression. It's a character we don't see again. When we were doing Mandy Patinkin <laughs> research for Lisa's wedding, <laughs> I saw this hilarious uh, time Mandy Patinkin was on Letterman, where he just appeared for one like he sang a song and then ran away, <laughs> and that the guy helping him pretending to help him do the tech was Tony Randall just standing with him, and then when da- they sang, oh. and then David Letterman's like, "Hey guys, let me." talk to you and they just ran off the stage it's like <laughs> boy that was something wow ah. also like jimbo i watched uh, soap operas with my mom during school <laughs> during like the summer young and the restless what and would all you my watch children oh, yeah, during my the restless, okay. all my children was my favorite i think it was uh i don't know it was uh, i'm a passions man uh-huh. it has a, an element of magic in it i think i watch a lot of amc with my sister that's what we called it we're fans super fans oh but now those shows are all gone the days of the soap opera are over man so Pe- it happens when you make the women work <laughs> <laughs> the people on the so uh, their lunch hours they just want to watch the stew or the chew or, or the, matt or the or yes or matt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what's replaced it uh <laughs> Uh, or, after, or afternoon yak, you know, whichever. <laughs> well, and then they have a, a quick joke about wrist issues with video games, which is actually a real problem for the young the people. The wrist of a 40-year-old. I know. It's really happened. And I was going to call bullshit. I'm like, ah, who was playing with joysticks? But everybody was still using joysticks in yeah. arcade games. Yeah. Like, and, uh, uh, Razor Fight 2, the slashing. <laughs> even better than Disemboweler 4. Mm-hmm. I like to think they're doing it with stolen lunch money too, playing all those games. But uh, yes, then we get Bart. Bart basically recreates a scene from It's a Wonderful Life. And Abyss will love this. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean the bank is out of money? Insolvent? You only have enough cash for the next three customers! Just a second here. No, no. I, I don't have your money here. It's in Bill's house and, and, and Fred's house. Hey, what the hell are you doing with my money in your house, Fred? <laughs> <laughs> took me 20 years to realize how funny that was because I hadn't seen It's a Wonderful Life when I saw this episode. Yes, here's, you, the, yeah. here's the original scene for you folks if you've never yeah, seen It's a Wonderful Potter Life. Potter is trying to shut down the Bedford Bank that a uh, mom-pop bank Jimmy Stewart owns uh, and so a bunch of people run in to get their money out and he's like, that's not how this works, people. Well, Your money's been invested in other people's homes. They're about to go on their honeymoon, Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed and yeah. this is also, it's they unfortunately planned it the same day as the start of the Great Depression and so everybody's making a run on the bank to get their money they have to give them their the honeymoon bank, fund. Yeah, so here's the explanation now. No, but you're, you're, you're thinking of this place all wrong as if I had the money back in a safe. I, the, the money's not here. 
Well, your money's in Joe's house. That's right next to yours. And in the Kennedy house and Mrs. Maitland's house and, and a hundred others. Uh, you're lending them the money to build and then they're going to pay it back to you as best they can. Now, what are you going to do? Foreclose on them? I, I want... I hate that guy. I need the money. Sorry, I'm a, big, it's, I'm a big It's a Wonderful Life fan. I, I'm going to guess I watched it twice over Christmas season like wow. I always do. I love it. That's what he means when the money's in Bill's house and Fred's yeah. house. It doesn't make sense unless you... You have to know about bank runs. You have to know about, yeah. uh, about savings and loans, which I had to ask my dad about because they don't exist. Uh, mm-hmm. Anymore, it's just a bank. And Mo takes it literally. Yes. As if Frank or Fred, yes. rather. What the hell are you doing in your house? Like, just punches I mean, him scandal right in like, prison. As a 14-year-old, you still think it's funny, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still loved it. I just, like, I didn't I didn't understand the bank-based meaning of it at the time. The yeah. random violence is, makes <laughs> it funny, good. too. Yeah, just seeing Mo punch I love Mo inciting a mob. <laughs> yes, yeah. The, so, again, Bart... Bart has become pure evil. I, and meanwhile, I love that Lisa is so desperate that Marge writing the letter A on just a piece of paper like will settle her down. Yes. Like, it's kind of disturbing. Yes. Uh, and then uh, it's, it's reached This is another one of my favorite point. jokes. Yeah, I uh, love this. So great. I'm worried about the kids, homie. Lisa's becoming very obsessive. This morning, I caught her trying to dissect her own raincoat. <laughs> I know. And this perpetual motion machine she made today is a joke. It just keeps going faster and faster. And Bart isn't doing very well either. He needs boundaries and structure. There's something about flying a kite at night that's so unwholesome. Hello, Mother dear. Oh, that's it. We have to get them back to school. I'm with you, Marge. Lisa, get in here. <laughs> In this house, we obey the laws of thermodynamics. Uh, yeah, the flying the kite at night thing, it's great because you can't really identify why it's unwholesome. It just yeah. isn't right. You shouldn't be flying a kite at night. Nor can you pinpoint it to a reference. It felt too specific to not be yeah. a film reference, but I don't believe it is. It felt like The Omen to me, mm. but not a specific scene from it. Just of It reminded me of how in The Omen they're just like... This Damien kid's weird, but we yeah. can't say why exactly. But I don't recall him saying "mother dear." I think they probably just they probably just sat around and thought like, "What <laughs> is the most yeah. like unwholesome sort of like? Why would you be? You can't even see the kite." in the air so i guess they just landed on that yeah just like in bart of darkness whenever bart gets too much free time he becomes isolated and weird yeah and he gets the same <laughs> bags under his yeah. eyes too i just and just his hello mother hello dear. mother dear and i mean while the idea of lisa such a specific like, shot lisa built a perpetual motion machine which is impossible it, it, it no is impossible one, yeah. so <laughs> so she built an impossible not with that attitude <laughs> And then Homer is mad that it's it, it 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 isn't perpetual. It actually accelerates, which is even more impossible. I could put could, a power plant. Yeah, out of exactly. <laughs> Threatening Homer's job. Yeah. And I just like the little the little touch of Lisa going, huh? <laughs> like she also has too much yeah. energy. Yeah. That Marge has hit her breaking point, too. So then we get a wonderful community scene, which... Excellent. Led by this, Flanders. Actually, maybe... Yeah. So I love the continuity of that they kept that Flanders as the head of the PTA, but they can't make him principal again because they already did that in season five. So they can't repeat that plot line. But, God, this this reminds me of all political exchanges mm-hmm. for now. I just love this. Our demands are simple. A small cost of living increase and some better equipment and supplies for your children. Oh, that's oh, right. Give it to them. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, in the dream world, we have a very tight budget to do what she's asking. We'd have to raise taxes. Raise! Oh, way too high as they are. Taxes are That's your children's future. Oh, yeah, children, children are important. It'll cost you. Get a tax. Raise taxes. Come on. All right, that's a good point. Yes. Oh, I'm not paying the taxes. <laughs> the finger thing means the taxes. <laughs> Yeah, whatever whatever character Dan Castellaneta is playing goes back and forth with every line. Yes. Like, oh, she's right, she's right. The oh, the taxes. Oh, the thing means the taxes. It is taxes I, are bad. I want an action figure of whoever that was. Yeah. it's some of my funniest lines. The mouth movements don't match up to anybody. <laughs> no. So it's not one guy, but just like a finger. Thing. It's not a gag they do very often, and I wish they did. Yeah, yeah. they'd let Dan Castellaneta carry that crowd it, scene. Imp- clearly yeah. improv something. Dan complained about taxes. Taxes are bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the way the audio rolls back in, just when Skinner like rubs his fingers, it's just this pause, and it just comes back. Like It's even more effective that way. Yeah, and it's great sound they got like Foley of fingers rubbing together. Yeah, that's you a hard sound it. to get on mic. <laughs> yeah, and then, my best. meanwhile, like, Ed does... There, yeah. but in this, come on, <laughs> just. Uh, but but people don't want to pay more taxes for school. They don't want like anytime people say, like, okay, well you want schools more taxes. It, it'll just be uh, an extra half a cent in sales tax. They were like, they'll all they vote against that. And people I don't, don't want to pay do for roads for. I, I don't own a car, but that's not how taxes work. Uh, it's true. <laughs> take care of everybody. <laughs> So that then we get the PTA disbanding clip, which doesn't happen. The PTA isn't disbanded. That's why the guy jumps back through the window backwards. Yeah. And uh, there are no well, super intelligent cyborgs, so the people from the town must teach the children. That same guy who goes, who, who says the PTA disbanded, he's also from Bart's comedy. He's like, "Quit stalling! What's the plan?" It's this. It's the oh wow, so it's the same reactionary guy. Yeah, but uh, he's he's getting more pep in his step every time. But yes, the a new teacher is taking over. Which this is almost my line of the show really like oh, I love this part so much oh my god the PTA has disbanded <laughs> no no the PTA has not disbanded <laughs> we do have an emergency plan in case of a prolonged strike right here let's see <sighs> replace teachers with super intelligent cyborgs or if cyborgs aren't invented yet use people from the neighborhood <laughs> That's a paddling. Looking out the window. That's a paddling. Staring at my handles. That's a paddling. Paddling the school canoe. Oh, you better believe that's a paddling. They, they chose all the right people for these roles. Yep. I love you, all the yeah. scenes of the new teachers. So I've, I think I went off on that before about paddling in schools. Matt, did you... Was there a fear of being paddled in your school? Uh, no, not not at all. I mean, like there would be if Jasper was like, <laughs> if, like a teacher at the school, but uh, no. In in our school, I, uh, physical abuse was really high. On yeah, the list. I, I feel in my school, one of those things. I feel weird that I was born when that happened. We were right in my area in Arkansas. They were still doing it in the end of the eighties, but it yeah. felt like they were just. I got paddled once, and weird. I, I have a good I have a good explanation it. of it because when I was a kindergartner, they had a fucking cricket paddle they drilled mm-hmm. holes in to go faster that they would hit children with 
And it went from in kindergarten, any teacher could hit you with it. Then in first grade, they could only hit you in the bathroom alone. Yeah. Uh, second grade, well, only a designated teacher. Yes. Yeah, se- second grade, only the designated teacher. Third mm-hmm. grade, with a call from only the principal. Fourth grade, a call from your parents has wow. to be made, and only the principal. And by fifth grade, there was no more corporal punishment in public schools in, in Tallahassee, Florida. I, I wasn't from Ohio, and they retired the Board of Education. But one of my friend's uh, family still had a formal spanking policy, and he was spanked in my presence once, and I was just like, well, this seems unnecessary. Oh, no, we, we don't talk about it my family, but they hit me mm. until it clearly became unfashionable. Because mm. I can remember it was a threat, and it did happen until mm. NPR told them not to. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get spanked, uh, well, I did get spanked as a kid a little bit, but it was more like, I brought, I bet probably I was spanked, like, maybe five times ever, but then it was used as, like, Room for one give more. me a switch, or I gotta, I'll get a switch and spank you some more this, like, next time, yeah. so, it was more of a threat, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a parent, I don't think I would spank my kids, though, but... Just put him in timeout or but something. But I threaten to do it constantly. Yes, always say like, "Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll give you something to cry about." There I heard go. that a lot. I heard that one a lot. Uh, it also, hey, Chris, you said something about the the paddle that was used yeah. that there was holes drilled yes. or something. What to, was that again? To move faster, so that with less wind resistance, speed holes. Oh, like I, speed, speed holes. That's holes. what I thought. It was yeah. speed holes, so you can hit children faster. So you can hit children faster. <laughs> it makes the paddle go faster. Yes. Speed holes. Uh, new, new innovations every day. That's Florida. Well, and so uh, Frank becomes the teacher, and this is another line I think of all the time. As somebody who worked in the world of video games, aka toys, and who like I appreciate toys better than you yeah. do, I think you're not of this, enjoying it the right way. I think of this all the time. Alright, <laughs> so the compression and expansion of the longitudinal waves cause the erratic oscillation. You can see it there of the neighboring particles. Yes, what is it? What? What is it? Can I play with it? No, you can't play with it. You won't enjoy it on as many levels as I do. I love the colors, children. Getting a lot of glee out of that popcorn popper. I feel that way with I'm like an adulterated joy. Yeah, I feel that way with like old Mario games. It's yeah. like you don't appreciate this on the level that I do. You can't play Super Mario Three and, and appreciate the, the way game I designed children. It's for me, me children. Yes, well, you eight year old, you don't understand. Uh, and the colors, children. I the have colors, looked children. into the colors, children. The colors. I say it all the time, but when I was a what a video game journalist yeah and we were forced to caption images if i was look i don't have shit to say the colors children the colors that is what I, that's what i captioned <laughs> every stupid by. screenshot with and also uh leopold returns for yeah. the exact same joke this is the i looked it up this is the final other than in background shots yeah. a couple times this is the final leopold appearance so savor it people well children i don't know what you did to all those substitutes <laughs> but it's going to stop now Leopold. All right, you listen up, you little freaks. The fun stops here. You're going to shut your stinking traps and behave, damn it. This is one substitute you're not going to screw with. Marge Simpson. (laughs) Hello, class. Hi, Bart. Over here, sweetie. It's me, Mom. Hi. Hey. Hello! Yeah, previously Leopold introduced Ned Flanders as, as the new principal. Yeah. So it's the same joke, but I yeah, love yeah. how over the top it is. I love the camera angles. I love the fear he instills in people. And then he switches it off immediately yeah. to introduce somebody. <laughs> Ned Flanders. And, and also the fact that like his lips move, but his teeth remain clenched. <laughs> the words cannot 
possibly escape his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, usually uh, he's like uh, Chalmers enforcer. It's true, but he immediately softens to introduce Marge. And right gets to a funny line. Marge rarely yeah. ever gets genuinely funny lines Hello! onto her toe. Oh, here, sweetie. <laughs> like, this is great. Yeah. And there is a scene before this in which Bart gets another prank call style joke off on Mo, mm-hmm. where uh, he can't actually prank Mo anymore because of Jimbo Jones, but this is another way to do it. And just him reading off the things. I also, as a kid, in my classes, I do remember, like, well, do we say present or here? Which do we say it? And so that Mo sorting it out. Say present, it, here, it, mm-hmm. present. Also, Mo's ears are quite small. Yeah, that's all, oh, that's all in his head. <laughs> yeah, that, it's my big ears, isn't it, children? Well, I can't help it that. <laughs> and also, Bart tortured Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kaplan was oh, on his list. Mr. Cotter? Yes, but the Mr. actor Cotter. who played Mr. Cotter, not even Mr. Cotter. Oh, Fast Breaks Gabe Kaplan. <laughs> mm, sure. <laughs> Why do I? Amazon Prime has shitty movie selections. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, I was going to say, uh, I really wish we could have seen had one scene with Lionel Hutz as one of one of the uh, substitute teachers because yeah. he's on the list. list. And I'm like, oh, I would have like, liked to see like one sentence out of him. Teaching kids how to destroy how evidence. Did, how did he get, get, get <laughs> knocked out? How did Bart bump him off? How, That's yeah, I think it would be pretty, if he just tempted him with bourbon, I feel like uh, Hutz would shatter immediately. Brownest of the brown liquors. <laughs> and I love that Marge rubs it in even more just when she writes her name on the board in parentheses, Bart's mommy. Yeah. Like not even... <laughs> And the Bart was going to kill someone with that with that one of her his tricks, and then Marge is like, "We used to do that prank when I was a kid too." There's, there's blood on Marge's hands. <laughs> She's killed plenty of teachers. Just her non-reaction to it is so great. And uh, yeah, so what did you think of uh, Canada being all tucked away down there? A gag there. Uh, it's like any any Simpsons Canadian jokes. I I, I adore them because they're <laughs> they're almost always on point in one way or another, whether they're incorrect, correct funny even ones that aren't funny or like funny like somehow it's it's strange but all tucked away down there is great because that doesn't even like apply to like mexico you know so i don't even know what homer thinks i love the little uh hand motion he does as if he's he's hiding canada in his hand though i'd like to there's all these stories you'll hear about like these things that go viral of kids in his class couldn't find country x on a map and like i think when i was in elementary school i probably couldn't have found say Germany on a map, but if they said Canada, I could find Canada. I I could. Yeah, find and ultimately, one. I think geography. I, I think I could too. Yeah, <laughs> and I think geography is one of those things that it's nice to know it, but ultimately you can access that information at any time. So having it memorized does you no good yeah. whatsoever. I can't like, drive to Iceland. Yeah, it's never gonna. <laughs> Though I do love the running joke on John Oliver. Here's mm. he'll show a country uh, with this a name isn't on, even the country. This isn't even the country. It actually, it's this one, and you like, didn't know it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then we uh, we confront the problem at the dinner table, which this this tension can honestly be a whole episode. They only get like about two minutes out of Bart versus Marge. There's no way I'll get into an Ivy League school now. At this rate, I probably won't even get into Vassar. Mm. I've had just about <laughs> enough of your Vassar bashing, young lady. Look, Mom, it feels really weird having you on my turf. How would you feel if I started mopping the floor? I'd be thrilled. You can start right now. <laughs> and I'm going to keep teaching your class. Like it or lump it. Whip them. I guess I'll just have to get into the crawl space again. I hate it when it gets in there. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
It's so great how Marge's solution is to hit the wall yeah. with a broom just to annoy Bart out of the crawl space. But uh, uh, I think we're forgetting that Marge was Bart's teacher in Whacking Day. So oh, she, she taught him before. Yeah. Uh, I, oh God, I just love that saying, like it or lump it. I say It's another one I say often. Can I, uh, hands up. Who heard of Vassar for the first time? I still barely know it. <laughs> well, Vassar in this episode, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's another Never liberal arts it. school. It's not it's not a fancy Ivy League school like Harvard. I think it's whatever. one of the, like the Seven Sisters schools or whatever. Ah, where okay. they're, huh? they're famous for like uh, feminist teachings and things. Like ah, that. I see. Like Bryn Mawr. This could all be wrong, and, uh, by the way. But <laughs> you do not sound confident. If we have no. any Vassar graduates in the listening audience, prove tell us all me about wrong. It. I went to a state school. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, and I didn't get the clip of it because it's too. It's more visual, but the physical comedy of Abe and Jasper with his beard in the pencil sharpener, just him pulling Jasper's beard more like, oh, no, no, okay, no. It's great. I maybe really miss sharpening pencils like Dude. that. It's a satisfying feel. Like yeah. my girlfriend's sister's an art director, and she's like, yeah, I installed the crank pencil sharp. It's like on her kitchen oh, counter. I love that crank. And it also reminded me of all the, all the jokesters in class would yeah. sharpen a pencil very loudly in the middle of a test. Like, yeah. I'm going to make a huge scene. <laughs> that was funny jokesters. It was a, a moment of a respite if you're an ADD kid. I can mm. get up and use the pencil sharpener before I start smoking. It's, it's like turn, a smoke break. Turn yeah. a fun crank for a yeah. bit. <laughs> and then like, oh, I sharpened it too far. Broke the end of it. Better sharpen it again. That sound of Bart in the crawl space too. It's just like so, just the little skittering. scratching yeah. and skittering. Ah, oh, it's so great. <laughs> Bart's getting extra bullied while there and I, I I, love the acting on Kearney in this scene. Mom, I need a dollar. Ever since I started teaching here, kids have been taking my lunch money and I need that money for candy. Candy. <laughs> Here you go, precious. <laughs> now go off with your friends. Here you go, precious. <laughs> Why isn't my mom stopping this? We've created a diversion. <laughs> That's a very nice jig, Kearney. Now isn't dancing much more fun than bullying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that was a very nice jig. I think I think uh, in these seasons, mo- the majority of episodes have Bart getting punched by a bully in them. Like he gets beaten <laughs> so much in the show. In the next episode, he's beaten with his new uh, pads for a skateboard. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so easy on the knuckles. It's also a bit strange that Bart decided to hide from the bullies three feet away from them. Yeah, like, that's true. Behind a tree, the like state, they're the right there. Like I know for the sake of comedy, like I guess Marge just has to push him in there, but they're. they're right there yes and that he admits to marge that he spends his lunch money on candy Mm -hmm. i need that money for candy it was always nice it it wasn't only it was in middle school when they finally introduced in my place like the extra stuff of like you could get the regular uh you know lunch cafeteria food but you pay extra for like ice cream bars and the chuck yeah the chuck i bought a sega genesis by eating donuts on dares (laughs) from that awful system setting aside the rest of your money dude i don't eat i can't eat donuts anymore i used to eat them as like it's like a fucking animal they were just people would pay me to be a dollar to eat five donuts Ugh. i remember a two having a two dollar lunch or maybe a, a uh, 150 lunch in mm-hmm. my high school years i ate a uh, apple pie hostess apple pie mm-hmm. and a can of coke jesus just how is that garbage <laughs> but bart has quite a plan to finally end this yeah. wait that's it 
With your book smarts and my ability to exploit people with book smarts, we can figure out a clever plan to get them back together. A surprise party for me in Principal Skinner's office? Well, I don't know, but all right. Me? Go to my office? <laughs> Highly irregular, but all right. And you're not coming out until you reach an agreement. You're going to be there. <laughs> it's a bit odd that uh, Bart goes to Millhouse and not Lisa for this mm-hmm. plan. But I love how underthought Bart's plan is just telling Skinner, go to your office for no reason. Yeah. Bart usually puts more effort into his plans. We saw Buttzilla, you know, Big Butt Skinner. True. Uh. Millhouse actually made up a good excuse for Edna, but instead Skinner's just like, me? Go to my office. Highly unorthodox. Uh, I love that so much, though. And also, yeah, and so they're in there for five hours of (laughs) slamming on the door. And a thumbs up to the animators of getting like the way the padlock bounces back and forth, like erratically. It it feels very random. Nice touch you wouldn't see in a modern cartoon. It communicates the fury on the other side of that door very effectively. I think. Uh. But then they finally come to an agreement, and that brings us to the end of the episode. I I really love this ending, too. Seymour, I guess we could start talking. What's the point? There's no more money, unless you've got some magic new source of revenue. Well, we've got to figure something out. They've got us locked in here like prisoners. Prisoners in our own school. This was a great way to make extra money renting out our cloakrooms to the overcrowded prison system. <laughs> Yo, I used to sit right over there. <laughs> it's all right, children. Just ignore the murderer. And as a bonus, some of our more troublesome students might be scared straight. Psst, kid. Help me break out of here. I'll totally make it worth your while. I'm listening. So this episode is paced like a Looney Tune short up until the end even where it just like it just ends suddenly and yeah. it's not the most satisfying ending but it's just like bam it's over but mm-hmm. it's just so packed with great great jokes yeah. so many lines of the show in this one. I love that they go so far to fix the school. Like, well, what's the only way we can fix the school? Well, the government will I- invest in the prison system. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of sending the message like, yes, yeah, school is prison for children. Mm-hmm. Which they've had before. Mm-hmm. That was in the, uh, like, them being on the prison bus All to right. school. That in, kind of a shiny boy thing going on. It also made a point to emphasize why Bart needs prison mm-hmm. babysitting of an elementary school. Bart's on the school to prison pipeline. Like, yeah. For sure. Uh, did you, I, I didn't, I didn't remember this episode being one of the best ever mm-hmm. when I started watching it. I was just floored the whole time. It's, I, it's a perfect episode. Yeah. It's one I watched over and over on uh, VHS just because I hated school so much. And I was like, yes, take down school. I hate it too. Simpsons. <laughs> like I said before, uh, like a, a, a classic joke every three seconds. Yep. Also, towards the ending, like the the very idea it skips over, like I'd assume another PTA meeting would be need to be had where they go, all right, so listen, people, we're going to put murderers and thieves <laughs> coexist. Like, I love that it skips that scene because there's no way to possibly, you know, get it Logically across. Other parents yeah. would be like, okay with that. So it's yeah. amazing that way. I bet that plan involved lowering taxes, which is why it passed immediately. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably. No, I love this episode too. It's wacky, tons of amazing jokes, and no silly B plot to distract things. Just like a constant roller coaster forward. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd I'd say the only negative about it would be maybe that the Marge as teacher was underserved, mm-hmm. just thanks to the it being crammed with other stuff. But just goddamn, she gets more like, funny moments than uh, normal though. Yeah, it's true, tons. It's true. Like, but I God, that's a paddling. 
So thank you so much for listening, folks. I will let Matt uh, talk about where we can find him and what he does uh, just to throw it out there for some plugs. Matt. Sure. Yeah. Um, You can find me at Super Best Friends just on YouTube. uh, Easy to find. Uh, But also I have a new side channel where I just play all types of like stuff that's specifically in my wheelhouse. Currently playing Spider-Man on the PlayStation. Hell yeah. Like uh, the first. Yeah. Yeah. I've never played it fully up until like just now. I'd always like rent it maybe once get like had to return it never got to see it all the way through so I'm doing that at uh, Matt McMuscles uh, again easily findable on YouTube uh, but yeah no that's where you can find me and do my stuffs and uh, hope I hope to actually play a Simpsons game at some point I was thinking of Bart's Nightmare on the Super Nintendo because I do remember a few of those uh, mini games specifically the Bartzilla. Yep. Uh, and throwing tomatoes at, at students that wander in front of Bart. And he's got like a, I think he's got like a catapult or, or a slingshot. And I've been meaning to play that again soon. So it's look one out of the, for that. It's one of the less bad ones, <laughs> less but bad. still kind of yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. And one of those I just, I could never justify getting my parents to buy me, but rented it all the time. We have streamed it multiple times. It's terrible but it's one of okay. the best simpsons games okay. what yeah. i what i love about that playstation spider-man game is that it's before marvel became marvel yeah. and so they just seem to be able to go like hey can we ask captain america in this game yeah, yeah. sure put him in who Why cares not? like the, the human worthless. torch yeah here he is just have him punish him sure just put them all <laughs> who cares yeah i uh, it's it to think that just 20 years ago was such a wild west where now if you want to put any Marvel character in anything, yeah. you probably have to sign like 800 uh, contracts yeah. over a year. So yeah, as for me, I've been your host, Bob Mackey. Thanks for listening, by the way. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. Every Monday, occasionally a bonus episode on Friday. It's a classic gaming podcast. Go to Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your podcatcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. We've done uh, so many topics. We've been around for over a decade, so I recommend you find a topic you like and listen to that corresponding episode. You should like our show. Everyone else, tell us what you do, where we can find you. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, where I'm tweeting out funny things and political anger. Uh, And also, uh, you should follow this on Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. That support there will get you access to every episode of the show a week early and ad-free, along with tons of exclusives, including some really cool interviews coming up, and our our Talking Critic, where we go through every episode of The Critic from the beginning in the same style as Talking Simpsons. And lastly, I will say, January 28th, again, folks, we are doing oh, a yes. live show of The Talking Simpsons at SF Sketchfest. Admission is free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can claim a ticket now if you're going to be in the area, the Bay Area, yes. January 28th. That's a Sunday. I promise to kill one of you with <laughs> a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> and you know happen. what? Assassins, stay home. You are not welcome. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Laser Time is where the show lived. Uh, la- Patreon.com slash Laser Time is how we make a living, but you can check out the show Laser Time, which is like this, but topic-based. We talked about The Simpsons over Christmas because The Simpsons had a tentative finale in the 21st season? In 2011, mm. and it's really, really good. And if, you've, if you never want to watch another episode, it's a really good episode to check out on. Uh, that was for Christmas special sequels. Uh, but... What else? We're going to do a bunch of stuff with cartoons right now. You guys have been involved with that. Looney Tunes, 30, 20, 10, the look uh, 30, 20, and 10 years ago into the past of that week. Uh, and Video Game Apocalypse, our weekly video game show. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with Round Springfield. See you then.
infotainment.